Hey, everyone. Welcome to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode number 14. I'm your host, uh, Britt Wagner. Joining me, as always, is Cole Cartman, my other host. How have you been, Cole? I've been good, you know. Uh, we just got moved, as everybody kind of remembers. Right, yeah. And, yeah, I I helped out. As, not I didn't help as much as you probably wish I did, but, um, but yeah, you're moved out and moved in. And I like your place, man. It's gr- huge, huge yard. I cannot... yeah, it's massive. It's ridiculous how massive it actually is. Right. It. Uh, the, I bet your dogs will love that too. Oh, that's, they're they're having the time of their lives currently with it. So uh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, but what we're gonna go over this week, obviously, is the new Kamigawa uh, set. We're gonna go over kind of the cards that are interesting to us, and uh, we'll talk about it. This is a very good set, so uh, we'll try to keep it as lean as possible, but th- there's just so much to talk about. So, uh, cool. Uh, why don't we go ahead and get, get right in it? So, first card, uh, and this is our second take. We did a few cards that I didn't hit record. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why I'm just like ready to get going, just kind of pick up where we left off. But we're, we're going to start from the top again. Uh, we'll start with Light Paws, Emperor's Voice. This is a one in a white for 2 2 cre- uh, Fox Advisor. Uh, has the uh, text, when an aura enters the battlefield under your control, if you cast it, you may search your library for an aura card with mana value less than or equal to that aura, and with a different name that each aura you control, put that card onto the battlefield attached to Light Paws. So you have Light Paws, you, pay, you play an aura for two mana, you may tutor a, another aura that's two or less mana and stick it onto uh, Light Paws. So Cole... I think this card is really good, like specifically uh, the Bogles deck. You know, you have your your hexproof uh, creatures, and it has the support the other creature that I'm blanking on. But I think it does a good job at competing for that that slot there. Just to- yeah, yeah, I agree with that definitely. It, um, I like it. Um, any any card that says go and get a card is usually pretty big for me. And I mean, that's literally what this card does. <laughs> right. It says play card to go. And it's so crazy to me about that card because when I first read it, I was like, there's no way that it just does that for free, right? Like, right. Like once per turn or... Yeah. No, if you got the spells, it'll do it. I guess, like, the one downside is, all right, you have light pause. You you play another aura or something. Target this. This is a enter the battlefield effect. So you do, like, you are kind of... If 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 you're if you gets hit with instant speed removal, then it kind of stinks because you kind of just get yeah. Blown but that's out a, that's sense. always the thing with the Bogles deck. It's like you play Core Spirit Dancer, and I guess at least it cycles when you cast a spell. Right. That's that's the right. That's the big difference here. Is is that exactly? Um, but just like the fact that it just it like to, a big difference is this tutors for another aura. And it actually just throws it on light pause versus draw a card. And the card you want is probably another aura, you know, something to make your creatures bigger. Yeah. Or so I think, light. yeah. So the ceiling is, I think it's just quite a bit higher, personally. And, yeah, and I don't it, know. There's always yeah. an argument of drawing cards and tutoring specific cards. Right. I guess, like, also another, another key point is this has to, uh, I'm rereading the card. Uh, if 
you put an aura on a bogle, and then the other aura goes on this one. Yeah, right? so at least it lets you divide. I think it's what, what's good. Yeah, yeah, divide, diversify a threat. Like, yeah, but yeah, this card seems awesome. It's kind of narrow as far like it goes in a deck with a crap load of these auras, um, and bogles. Obviously, it's is where my head immediately goes. But there may like there could be other applications for it. Yeah, I mean, you can go like so like. In modern, you can play like turn one bogle, turn two this thing, and then turn three, enchant the bogle with like some two mana enchantment, and then put like another one on light paw. Right. And then the bogle's safe. It's going to resolve on the bogle, and then you have another threat. Right. And you do have a lot of different card names too, so you should be able to kind of go through pretty pretty well into your deck. Yeah. Yeah. So this card, I I think it's really good. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, One of the most talked about card march of the otherworldly light that's uh white in an x and you may already know this card uh, you may pitch your white cards to make the x cost uh two less so you pitch a white card and pay a white and x is equal to two or a second white card is four and you could alternate mana and white and cards uh and the effect is XL target artifact creature or enchantment with mana value x or less uh, it's obvious to to us to compare this to Prismatic Ending, which is just the bee's knees when it comes to removal spells. Uh, it's very good. It, it interacts with... It's a removal spell that also just hits Rin, hits Aim of the Vigor, hits Aether Vial, just all these cards. Um, and this one, the thing that Cass thinks about this is you always trade down on mana whereas ending you always are at mana parity so i've spent two mana for the goiv you're gonna spend two mana on the prismatic ending to to remove the goiv or whatever this one you're always paying a little bit more mana yeah yeah uh so what what are your thoughts on this one cole Uh, i mean i like it i think it's um i definitely think it's gonna see play um in modern uh we talked about it a little bit off uh, off recording, but like against uh, you know like against aggro decks, like uh, cards in control like Teferi and stuff aren't that great. So right. like being able yeah. to pitch Teferi and play this and you know hit like a four drop or lower, you know. True. That's a good point. Where you just need to you get lower. This allows you to get lower um, and and get down and into the mud a little bit better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a good card. Uh, I, I don't know if I've seen a lot of deck lists with it so far. I know it's very early, and we don't even have these cards in paper yet. Um, but, but it's a card I, I like quite a bit. Uh, the next one, this one I like a lot, uh, is Lion Sash. This is the artifact creature equipment cat for one and a white. It's a 1-1 one, one creature, artifact creature, and you can pay white and exile a target card from a graveyard. If it's a permanent card, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Lion Sash. And then the creature, uh, it has reconfigured, so you can just uh, stick this on a creature, and the creature gets those same plus 1, plus 1 counters uh, that you may have on the Lion Sash. So obviously, you just compare this to Scavenging Goose. Uh, there is a art- big difference with that. How, oh, it, so what's that? The life gain. True. 
you, you might not think it's that big of a difference, but it it's wild how much of a difference it can be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing with this is it, uh, obviously this, the, it, this is a permanent card. You get the counter, whereas ooze, you exile a card, but if it's a creature card, you get the life, obviously. Um, that's so it's easier to add counters to this thing, which is a little bit nicer. Another thing I kind of like is the the tech's equipment on it too. So obviously, I always think Stoneforge Mystic can tutor for this card. Yes, and it it passes the Lurish check too. So if you if you want to, you know, just throw one of these in your deck, it's you you get to. So, yeah, you're not really losing out on. Uh... On a whole, whole lot, right? So, and there's times where the 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 hammer time deck, you know, one of the one of the best decks in modern right now. If if you're afraid of a graveyard strategy, or blue red Merktide or whatever, and you want to keep their graveyard down, like this is a card in the main deck that you can interact with. It, it may not be as good as like Soul Guide Lantern or, or equip or other cards. Um, but it, it it it's a different you know it's a completely different card it attacks differently but it's it's pretty sweet I was really really excited to see this uh, card enter the format I think it's cool <laughs> I I think it's neat okay <laughs> all right uh, speaking of neat uh, this one actually did not hit my the list at first and then I was like well I'm an idiot this card's so good um, it's I think this card is awesome it's uh, me, uh, and I may butcher the pronunciation. It's Machiko's Reign of Truth. This is the two mana saga for one and a white enchantment saga. The first two modes are the same. Target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each artifact and or enchantment you control. And then level three or saga mode three is exile and transform it to portrait, uh, Machiko who gets plus one, plus one for each artifact and or enchantment you control. And I don't know how I really missed this, especially when I saw it in action. I think it was like a, uh, a Todd Anderson uh, in soul deck that had this, where you're going to have artifacts and enchantments just kind of litter on the board as you just progress your board state. And then you just have this. And now it's like your, your gender brew is now a seven, seven or your ornithop, your invasive ornithopter that was doing nothing is now getting in there for a big swath of damage. And the backside of her is just so, so good. There's just another creature with that same text. Well, I don't know how I missed this one, but this one seems very, very good. <laughs> it's an uncommon, right, too? It, it is just an uncommon, so yeah, you'll be able to find these all over the place. Yeah, it's kind of wild, like, how <laughs> how good that card is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's so good. It's... Yeah, I think it's like breathes life into Insol, and you know, there's the, the and just you know other decks like this. You could even like there, you could brew a deck around this in modern. Like it's the card is very good. It just two mana could just deal like ten damage over two turns, and then it's a ten ten. So yeah, this this card rocks. I I don't know how I missed it, but I think this card's gonna be very very good. Uh, I, I agree. I definitely agree. I think I, it. There's going to be a lot of, of, of decks that you're going to utilize that card. Right. 
All right, uh, let's go to the next one. This one I, I'll probably regret putting on because I don't want to talk about it, but it's uh, I, I do want to bring it up. It's uh, Invoke Justice. This is uh, one and four white, uh, so five total mana. Uh, as a sorcery, you return a permanent card from your graveyard to the battlefield, then distribute four plus one plus one counters among creatures and vehicles. I don't know. I just thought like reanimate and distribute four counters is pretty cool personally yeah i I also think it's just a little bit expensive as far as like the amount of mana you have to shove into a card and a lot of white pips too so it's might be tough to cast even in constructor where you have a lot of help on your mana this might be tough so i don't know i might regret this (laughs) maybe maybe i i just like i i made this i originally made this list so the the card before you know obviously the uh uh Mochiko's Ray of Truth. That card I didn't have it. I felt silly. And this one, uh, I feel silly for having it. But I think it's still cool. I always like cards that say return to her, like bring it back from the graveyard. I always think it's cool. That's that's all I got for that card. Uh yeah, here, yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. All right. So last one, and this one may be the best one, uh, in in the white color is the Wandering Emperor, obviously the planeswalker uh that has flash, and you may activate uh her ability, her loyalty abilities at when you cast anytime you cast instant if she entered the battlefield this turn. So flash this in and you can activate those abilities. Those abilities are at uh, it starts at three loyalty plus one, put a one more counter up to one creature and it gets first strike until end of turn. And minus one, create a two two white samurai creature token with vigilance and minus two exile target crap, tapped creature and gain two life. Uh, yeah, we talked about this, uh, I want to say, last time. This was one of the, the previewed cards that we got, and we thought it was really good, and it's still pretty good. Yeah, definitely still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if this is like a white weenie top-in, or I, I, like, I, I'm bad at like putting this card in decks, but it, it just, it's a powerful card. I, it's, I don't know, it's really good. The uh, one thing I kind of wish, uh, it's not a big, it, it does protect herself, which I think is like a big, like test of, of planeswalkers is does it like generate tokens? And she does. Yeah. The plus is kind of weird to me or like the plus you have to have another creature. So it just, it's obviously not a control deck style planeswalker. It, it I think it is kind of a, you, you, you want cards on the table and then you have her as well. So, um, I think there's like a little bit of a deck building, uh, restriction or synergy you want to have. And that in this case, it's just like, maybe just a few more creatures. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I guess she makes, makes creatures and then she can like enchantment. Like she doesn't, she won't win the game. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Not, not really that, but she can, um, more so prevent you from losing the game. Yeah. Cool. Well, Cole, that's all I have for the white uh, white cards. Is there anything that, that you think I missed? Uh, white wasn't... I'm not going to say lacking, because that's a, that's a wrong term. Because I definitely think white is, is actually pretty powerful in the set. Um, but I mean, for the most part, looking through it, yeah, like, you, we nailed it, really. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the, the Mythic Dragon's okay, I think. Sure, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's move on to blue. This one I also did not include initially, but I did hear because I did see it, uh, a, a fair bit in, um, and some deck lists. And this is Mobilizer Mech. It's uh, two mana, one in a blue for a 3-4 uh, vehicle with flying. And when Mobilizer Mech becomes crewed, up to one other vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature until end of turns, and it has a crew three. So whenever, she, whenever this vehicle is turned on, basically you she turns on autopilot on another vehicle. So just huge, huge attack incoming. So th- this one's really cool. For it, which one? Oh, mobilize mech. Yeah, mobilize mech. Uh, it does something where it just like you you crew this up, and you just already get the uh, that the ability of now the big creature is also crewed up. It activates autopilot basically. Yeah, so I, I think it's. I fun. didn't even see this one honestly. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I saw it. I think Spike had a, a list or two, and, and I was like, wow, it does look really strong. Um, for a two mana three four. Right, yeah. The cr- the crude cost is kind of steep for two mana, like t- steeper than we're, what we're used to. But that that ability is so good. Like I think it's worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. I yeah. Now you bring it up, yeah. I literally can't believe I never saw that. Yeah, yeah. And there and there are some. It, it really just the old vehicles or two are just like freaking good too. Like Sky Sovereign. The, Sky Sovereign, of course. The uh, the Parhelion. That's that's that card's. Nuts. Yeah, I saw Spike's video on that. Yeah, yeah. There, we'll uh, we'll go over the creature here in a little bit. <laughs> that that turns on the whole deck, but yeah, Mobilizer deck mech I think is is a very good card, so I, I do like it quite a bit. Uh, so uh, I guess like one thing that's worth worth noting is um, this this has to be crewed to turn on the ability, so you can't just like card plus and then just like you know turn on two vehicles or whatever. No, yeah, card doesn't work with vehicles. No, or like specifically, it, it turns them into vehicle uh, to artifact creatures, but it doesn't. Uh, this one has to be a crude ability to turn oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, for the for that for that effect. It's not just when this becomes a creature; it is when this becomes crude. Um, but I guess like that that text doesn't really exist in Magic, but it's it's worth noting. Okay, I'm I'm gonna stop talking about that one, and because I know this one's. Is among your favorites, one of your favorite characters in in the Magic uh, universe. It's Tezzeret, Betrayer Flesh. Hate you. <laughs> what? I think I, I think I was right. I think you love this card. Uh, I do. I I you know what? I you tell me what he does, but I'm, I think this card's real good. Okay, I think it's good too. Uh, definitely, I could not. I had to include it. It's four mana, so two blue blue for four loyalty Planeswalker. Uh, first activate uh, first activate ability an artifact you control. I need to start over. The first activate ability of an artifact you activate each turn costs two less to activate. The plus one, draw two, and discard two unless it's an artifact card. So very similar to Thirst for Knowledge. Uh, minus two, uh, target artifact because an artifact creature. And if it's not a vehicle, you're, it's, it has power and toughness 4-4. Four, four. So that Mox Amber is now hitting, <laughs> is now really killing you. Uh, and finally, minus six, you get an emblem with whenever an artifact you control becomes tapped, draw a card. Yeah, and it's not even hard to emblem him either. That's like the craziest thing about that's it to true. Me. Yeah, like it's two pluses, and then he's there. I, I've been playing a lot more arena recently, and there are right. some standard decks that play him, and I didn't realize how fast he ulted until, like, until they just did it. <laughs> I was right. like, oh, okay, that was quick. 
<laughs> yeah, and that 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 emblem is oh, it's so good. Oh, it's pretty game winning. Like I don't know a lot of uh, like just hey, my artifact now taps and draws me a card is like pretty good. Right. I guess like one thing I was just kind of thinking of. Um, it doesn't really come up, but they they did have a rule change with 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 the artifact ve- with the vehicles that they cannot crew themselves where historically they could. So I guess like if you have like artifact like creatures and then uh, vehicles, you can't just crew a vehicle and then have that vehicle crew itself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're so, yeah. so so you can't like cheat cheat uh, anymore. Like like you, you can't cheat, <laughs> damn dirty cheater. Right. I mean like. F- Flavorfully, like crew kind of gets weird anyway. So, uh, is there, or is yeah, there putting Emberpool in a boat, right? I think I like once there was, <laughs> I think it was Luis that was doing commentary. It's like a uh, Ulamog the Seas of Hunger crew to smuggler's copter. Yeah, and they, they, they were saying, like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, just like when you're holding a a, a, a Hot Wheel, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> so, Ulamog is just this, obviously this huge, huge uh, magic character. But I thought, I thought that was really funny. Um, Anyway, but back to Tezzeret. I think I think he's awesome, and that static is is, is very 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 good. Thirst for knowledge on a plus is like already really good, right? Oh yeah. And then just having uh, just having additional abilities, like the minus makes something a four four permanently. Is also I like I just I just read that just now. I thought it was yeah. Just it's like, it's, it's a permanent four. It, it's yeah. a permanent four four. Oh man! So that yeah. Mox Amber is now at four four indefinitely yeah. or whatever. Man, yeah, normally it's it's just like until your next turn or whatever. No, it's a perma four four. It's a four four. Okay. You know, people don't uh people don't read that. Yeah, yeah. Per, perma four four. Yeah, and your vehicles that they don't need to be crewed anymore. It turns on he turns on autopilot basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. This this card rocks. I'm in. Okay, yeah, I'm very happy with how how good they made him in this set. Oh yeah. Uh, the next uh, another another uh, another huge character, Jingatak's prog- uh, progress tyrant for seven mana, five blue blue. Uh, legendary creature Phyrexian Praetor, uh, five five. When you cast an artifact instant or sorcery spell copy it you may choose new targets when the opponent does the same thing cast an artifact instant or sorcery spell counter that spell and that's only once a turn so they could you know shove it play it op to get countered then they can interact on the stack basically or whatever they need to do uh so you so i was like i did a little sus on this but you you like this card a little bit more oh yeah i saw it get spoiled and i was like this card's crazy yeah um yeah i uh i i think it's very good and um uh, i am our resident standard historic guy currently <laughs> uh, uh sure you can add so, it <laughs> yeah so i've definitely been playing a lot and i didn't i thought he was good but i never thought he was gonna be like oh man it's going to be crazy blah 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 like it's gonna be something that's gonna ruin my day uh and uh wow that's crazy enough it has <laughs> there's a lot of ramp decks in historic right now that already utilize uh stifling lotus field okay sure um and now they just play this because it's almost impossible to kill him yeah <laughs> he's literally almost impossible to get rid of right uh, it, it, 
it very reminds me of the uh, the Jace Unravel of Secrets emblem when I I've did, done that a few times. That counter target first spell is it's a huge effect. Well, that's literally a reason a card's banned in Commander. So these <laughs> yeah. cards are all based off of a card called Arayo, I think is how you said it, and uh, or how you say it. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's a two mana two two. That's like when you cast some amount of spells, she just flips, and then uh, to an enchantment. That says uh, every time your opponent casts their first spell, it's uh, countered. Right. And it's like, oh, well, that's gross as hell. Yeah. Uh, so do you think it has any... So besides, like, magic are, uh, arena formats, do you think it has a home? Like, do you think, like, this could actually see... Not modern, but, like, Pioneer? Uh, I think Pioneer, definitely. I, I've, um, I'd be pretty surprised if it couldn't. Because, like, I mean, it, it does a lot of what... Uh, like, I mean, if you just stick it, it's hard to get rid of it already. Like, yeah. by the time you're sticking him, most of the time, it's going to be late in the game. You know, you're both kind of uh, bare bones in it anyways. And right. then uh, she just he just comes out and he's like, here I am. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's rumble. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm just, like, thinking of just, like, cards to copy. It, it just it goes, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it's less that more that he's just really hard to get rid of. That's, I mean, that's true. That's my thought process for him. It's like, this is just a really annoying card. And he's, right. what, a 7-7? Seven, seven? Or is he a 5-5? Five, he's five? a 5-5, five, five. yeah. Yeah, like, doesn't, he's... doesn't he's, matter, but it's it's big. Yeah, he's large and in charge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think, I think I'm ready to move on. Uh, so I did want to include this one. Uh, and I actually did see it in a deck list recently, so I, I feel justified by having it. It's the Blue March, the March of Swirling Mist, uh, for blue and uh, X and a blue, and same clause as the White March. You may pitch blue cards to make it cost two mana less for each one, and the text is up to X target ca- creatures phase out, and they do kind of go over what phasing is, and it's probably worth going over too. Uh, well, they're definitely using that that mechanic a lot more now than they have previously right it was like i just don't remember seeing it at all until uh the the teferi the four mana teferi in 20 well they they kind of tested the waters with uh teferi's protection that commander card oh sure yeah and then they were like okay this isn't like people can figure this out right this isn't something that's like gonna break somebody's skull open like <laughs> Sure. They're like, all right, genius, like you can get this. Right. Um but yeah, continue. Yeah, right. So I saw it in um I, I uh so you know I love love me some combo decks. I saw it in the sideboard of Bryant Cook's most recent Lotus Field combo deck. He had a full set in the sideboard uh as a hate piece and kind of a replacement of Anger of the Gods, which is kind of weird to kind of compare this card with Anger of the Gods, but his logic was uh, against like Ilana the Great Rebel, which is a huge hate piece. Uh, it gets rid of it because, and then like Winota, obviously that's a huge high impact card, and also cards that are um, like the white hate cards, like the Ilana of Rhetoric or the uh, Archon of Emeria, Thalia, Guardian of Thrape, and like those cards, you just like get rid of it. It is kind of a board wipe in its own respect. And it's blue, which is a lot better of a card in that, or a color in that type of deck, because you're a blue-green deck. And it, it and like 
I guess it's kind of mostly it, but it it just like d- deals with the threat. Like it deals with Winota, which is a big, you know, they they're probably a little bit faster than the the than this Lotus Field deck, uh, and just like these hateful permanents, uh, creatures that we do that can be dealt with. Uh, so I th- I thought it was like when he kind of went over that in his like deck tech video, I was like that that actually makes a lot of sense because my initial thought was if you're worried about damage, you just play Fog and just cost green mana, and it is Pioneer legal, but the like the fact that it hits the the like important red cards part like I don't know the great rebel now secret lair card uh now, now, now we, secret lair yeah now secret lair uh I thought it was I thought it was worth including yeah it doesn't come up a lot that like phase out I don't think it's like it really in, in constructed like rarely comes up but this one seemed pretty dope. Okay, I feel like I said a lot. Do you have anything? <laughs> no, no, no. That that's um, enough, Brent. Let's yeah, move on. <laughs> Brent, shut the hell up. Yeah. Um, no, it's definitely. Um, I you know we're we're talking about the march, right? Because I'm rereading it. March of Swirling Mist. Yep. I don't know. Like it was so low for me. If I'm gonna be 100 percent honest, that's fine. You know. So like rereading it, I just had to double check because I was like, you know, like. Trying to remember exactly what that card did. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, it's not. It's it's probably like not as flashy as the white one. No, um, I definitely think. I mean, I think four of them are pretty good. Okay. <laughs> and we'll eventually get to the one that is not good. Most of you probably already know which one that one is. Sure. But yeah, like I definitely agree. When I first saw them, I was like, you know what? A lot of these actually are like very playable. Yeah. Um, versus like some of the other cards that they've always printed. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's about it for me on that. Okay. Cool. Well, let's uh, move on to the next one. Uh, it's one I a little bit lower on uh, since uh, since we I made this list. It's Kyrie the Swirling Sky. This this is the the six mana dragon, legendary creature six six. Uh, Cole, I think you laughed at me for including this one, uh, but it has, <laughs> <laughs> it has a flying and ward three. So pr- built in protection and Kyrie, the swirling sky dies, choose one, return any number of target non-land permanents with total mana value six or less to their owner's hand. So s- bounce six mana value worth of, of cards, or you can mill six cards and then return up to two target instant or sorcery cards from your graveyard to your hand. Um, I mean, it's a pretty cool effect. It's hard to get rid of. Also, costs a lot of mana. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just I like definitely the effects admit, are good. They're cool. They're 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 good die effects, basically. In uh, in limited, that card's crazy. Yep. Okay. Like I, I've seen that card do not so stuff in limited. Right. I think. Yeah, it's a die trigger. That's just like. It's hard to kind of kill your own stuff with unless you're like, unless it's like a big part of the deck. So it's hard to like think of this as like a busted. Yeah, six six with ward three is not a not a joke. It's good. Yeah. I mean that that on its own right there is like pretty good. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, we can move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so the next one I have this one this one's probably kind of weird, but I I thought it was like. I, it had powerful words on the card, so I wanted to include it. 
It's it's a uh, anchor to reality. It's two blue blue uh, for sorcery. Additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice artifact or creature. You search for your library for equipment or vehicle card. Put that card on the battlefield and shuffle. If it has mana value less than the sacrifice permanent mana value, scry two. So just the card, like it's four mana, sacrifice a thing to tutor something very powerful. So I thought this was pretty, pretty good, but I haven't seen it. And I feel like maybe I'm silly for including it, but again, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, it's a Jesus <laughs> I just can't win, man. No, but it just has like, you know, search for, like you just search for equipment or vehicle. That's there's good equipment and vehicles. Yeah. Sac- no, I agree. I, I yeah. agree to that. Yeah. I just thought, I guess maybe I thought like that text was strong enough where I'd see a little bit more uh, brewing around it, but I haven't seen much. So maybe, maybe it's just like, maybe that just needs to be a pet project of mine. And I just like, don't talk to people about it, <laughs> but here I am on a podcast that's just like talking about it. So it's like, I'm not doing great. Okay. Well this one, this next card, it's not going to be disappointing. And Cole, I know you, you were already hyping uh, hype or hyped about this one. It's the reality chip, uh, two mana. It's chippers. Yeah. Chippers. That's a good nickname for it too. I'm, that's I'm gonna help make that stick. So two mana for O four legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish. You may look at the top card of your library anytime, and as long as the reality chip is attached to a creature, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. And it does cost three mana, two and a blue to attach it to the creature you control. Cole, I'm gonna let you take this one because I think you actually have played this card a little bit in in magic arena so you could kind of tell us about it yeah i have a i built an arena deck that has been doing surprisingly well i uh, i showed it to brent and it's a I, I mean he's he's pretty crazy funny enough i was very surprised with uh with how how random like it <laughs> i didn't i didn't anticipate that card to do well until i got smacked upside the head by it when the set first came out on arena <laughs> Sure. Like that was like I was playing against like the affinity deck in Historica. I was like, oh okay, whatever, blah 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 blah. Like this is fine. Sure. And then they played him, and I was like, oh okay. And then I died. <laughs> I and then like, we're done. Yeah, I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. It's very yeah. I mean, we've we've seen like these kind of this type of effects before, like. Uh, Augur of Autumn, that was the green one. It, basically that same text, but on a creature. And you, it gets turned on if it, uh, it's... Um, I forget the text, but basically if you have four different creatures... Three different creatures with different power, I believe. Yeah. Um, Like those cards, you just like just start ripping through your library and just like adding to the board. Like that 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 effect, like... You may... Like, you know, listener, you probably have done this. It's just like you just run away with the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, very good card. That's actually all I have for the blue, the color blue. Is there anything? Uh, blue was definitely more rare, heavy. Like yeah. the cards that were crazy. Uh, did you talk about Mindlink Mech? Uh, I did not. Uh, I like Mindlink Mech. Okay, let me let me read that one off. That's a three three mana for a four three vehicle with flying. Uh, when it becomes crude for the first time each turn, uh, until in a turn. Mindlink Mech because it's a copy of target non-legendary creature that's cr- 
that crewed it this turn, except it's a 4-3. It's a vehicle artifact in addition to other types that it's flying. Okay, what's uh, this one's kind of a it's a lot to read. Um, what 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 do you like about it? So the big thing about Mindlink Mech uh, that I've always seen is like uh, I saw a video about it. It was like for Pioneer and uh, and Historic and whatnot. Uh, okay. So for Pioneer, they were talking about, and you, you've probably seen it if you follow Goldfish at all. Um, they were talking about putting uh, the Thunderbreak re- or whatever the Elemental guy. The red creature? Yeah, that gets back elementals, because if you equip that or crew that with him, it becomes him. And then you oh. can get back, like, a voice of resurgence and whatnot. Okay. And then um, the other one also is, like, Dreadhorde Arcanist. You can get back better spells. Um, that okay. was another one yeah. uh, that I thought was really cool. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what the other one was. Uh, I think that was it. I think somebody said for standard, there's a dude that gets sorceries back for his power or something. Right. Or whatever. So I know somebody was talking about that. Um, I think that's it, really. I can't think of anybody else. I haven't done a whole lot of like extra thought in it, but... Sure. I haven't been like, damn, how do I break mind like mech? Right. Sure. Okay. Uh, but any any of the cards in, in no, that uh, was it. Blue? Okay. So let's go to black, and I may have to actually do some trimming um, because, or maybe black is not very good. But we'll go ahead and start from the top. Uh, the first one I have, and this one I, I think has has dipped in 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 popularity to, uh, for me. And this is Blade of the Oni. It's a two mana uh, artifact creature. With three, that's a three one with menace and as reconfigure for four mana two black black. The equipped creature has base power and toughness five five has menace and is a black demon. Um, in addition to whatever else it was originally, my first thought was, okay, it's a three one menace, so it's gonna it's gonna it has a lot of potential to deal some damage here. And as the game progresses, you just give a creature make a creature a 5-5 five five with Menace. And my immediate thought was also, well, you put this on Dragon's Race Chandler, and now it's a 7-6. <laughs> I'm a dreamer, man. Uh, and now it's a 7-6 with Flying and Menace, and it, it's just, it, that's going to hit very, very hard. So I thought this this could close those those type of games. I didn't think it, it, it would even have it. I think, like, Black Red, I was like, this this could definitely be it. Like it passes the Lurish check too, which is a real thing. So I, I mean, I I I liked it, but I don't know. I I don't think it's bad. Like I know it, I know I I laughed a little bit earlier about it, but I I don't think it's bad. Okay, well I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but like I mean, I mean, like I I yeah. definitely think like there are cards that. You know that we both are like, oh man, this card's good, and it's actually like terrible. Oh right, for sure. So like, I definitely think um, that that card is not like a bad card. Right. Um. That being said, your opinion's wrong, and you should feel bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just I I think it's a cool card. Yeah. 
Like in all honesty, I, I definitely think that there is a chance that it sees play. Uh, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing on the planet. Like I, if, if it ever sure. saw play, I wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, this card saw play. That's crazy!" Right. Like no way. <laughs> you telling me this two <laughs> mana three one that turned something into like a five five saw play? Right. No way. <laughs> Hell. All right. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on uh, to Judgy the Midnight Sky. That's the 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 drag the black dragon with flying and menace so it has du- super evasion super double evasion um when it's a five man five five and when uh junji the midnight sky dies you choose a mode choose one of the two modes uh one is mind rot uh and lose two so each opponent discards two cards and loses loses two life or you may put a non-dragon creature card from a from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control you lose two life and you know we talked about this earlier. I love cards going from graveyard to battlefields, and this one. So that's why I like this one quite a bit. I, I don't know the home that that he would fall in, but it, it seemed pretty cool. It seems like a pretty strong card to me. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think it's a uh, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, I, I was kind of wondering if you do um, like the uh, the 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 black white priest front. That's that's the Modern Horizons card. With unearth, I was like, "Oh, we can just like do like get that." But you know, modern is kind of a high high bar to to clear, so I, maybe not. And you just play Archon too, so that's really good. And that's that's uh, so actually, I only have one more black card, and it's kind of a joke card. Um, it's you are already dead. Uh, oh re- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I just like I feel like it's I've worn this down already. I feel like exhausted. Like I feel silly bringing it up. It's like when you tell a joke for the third time at the same party. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll tell the joke again. But <laughs> I guess like, I'll tell the same joke. Right. But it's like, it's, it's you're already dead. The, the text doesn't matter, but it's a good name for Spoils of the Vault in the Ad Nauseum type deck. Um, it's one, maybe one of the better ones. That's it. That's all I have uh, for uh, for this card. And that's actually all I have for the, the black uh I know the other one's set. the ninja that comes in with a counter that people were telling me about. That uh, you get to look at your opponent's hand. It's a uh, biting palm ninja. It's rare. So three mana, three three uh, ninja with ninja two for the same mana cost, two and a black. Uh, it biting palm ninja enters with a menace counter, and when the biting palm ninja deals combat damage, you may trade in that menace counter for a thought sea style effect. Yeah. Uh, and the card gets exiled after you discard it. So. Uh, have you seen this in decks? I, I, uh, I I've seen it in some of the rogue that. decks. Um, okay. I mean, also, you know, there's, um, you know, we talk about it, you know, historic decks and what have you. Right. So, I mean, obviously they're going to play it because uh, what's it? Ingenious whatever's in historic. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the one that draws cards for ninjas. I'm just believing you. Um, I don't know. I, I figured. <laughs> You seem like you're a little bit more dialed in. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess to red? Uh, yeah. Okay. There's actually a few I totally missed and that, that were talked about, but I'm going to start with the the one that I'm higher than average on. And I think I think this card is is the real deal. It's Reinforced Ronin. This is kind of a new goblin guide for uh, in the format. It's a red for 2-2 with haste. At the beginning of the instep, Return Reinforced Ronin to its owner's hand and has a channel ability of two mana and discard this card to draw a card. Um, 
I just like I I thought I think for the most part like obviously Goblin Guide's better and it's better turn one which is a big deal. Just the fact that you could just like trade this if the board gets gummed up you could just trade this in for another card. That's I just like to have that kind of extra text on it. So I thought this card was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely think it's it's good. I know that when it got spoiled, people were hyping the hell out of it. Um, that was always a big thing I saw. Right. There's another red card we'll talk about that people were hyping up pretty hard that I'm not seeing played as much. Okay. Um, so, you know, we'll get to that one. But uh, yeah, that, that definitely was a card I saw. People were like, hell yeah, this is crazy. I don't, yeah, I, think, it, I don't know if it's crazy, I, but I do think it's it's good. Yeah, I think the 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 one list I saw, and you know, it's just like, you know, that's not a great sample size. My initial thought was maybe just replace Monastery Swiss Sphere because I always think of her as just like it deals one, and then it'll deal you know it can deal up to three or four, like kind of three or four on crazy turns, but it doesn't deal a lot of damage. And yeah. this one does more, and it you know just the the cycle effect. It seems so good to me. So, like red doesn't typically get kind of get free or cantrips on stuff like that. But that that's that's why I really liked about this card. Yeah, I uh, agree. Yeah. Uh, the next one on my list is the red dragon uh, at sushi the blazing sky. That's four mana for a four four flying trample. So good old flample when. Atsushi dies, you choose one, you have light up the stage, which is exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards, and also you have create three treasure tokens. Uh, seems seems good. Yeah. I like it. Like, uh, it just he double is definitely the red card that people have been playing the hell out of. Okay, sure. At least for standard and whatnot. I mean, he kind of fits into the dragon deck already. Um. You know, so that's already a big thing, like making treasures. So it's like, all right, cool. Like my, uh, uh, what's it called? It's that stupid big dumb dragon. Uh, glory bringer. Now the the really good big dumb dragon. Gold gold span dragon. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, like people talk about him with that. Um, you know, which makes sense. Um, yeah. Because then then what? You net six mana. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's is it double or just uh one one more? Uh, it's double. No, it's one more. Okay. Still, you get all that mana back right away for Etsushi. Yeah, this card. Yeah, this card's really cool. It's cheap. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one. This one I missed, but I, uh, you know, I did see it in the deck, and I, I think it's, I think it's really good, and definitely something I missed. That's experimental synthesizer. This one's uh, one of our very few commons that that we're going to talk about today. When experimental synthesizer enters or leaves the battlefield, kind of mini lap the stage, um, which is actually the top card of your library. Until end of turn, you may play that card. Uh, and he also has the active ability, three mana, and sacrifice it to create a 2-2 white samurai creature token of vigilance and uh, only a sorcery speed. Uh, so for red, kind of draw, fake draw a card uh, on an artifact, and then uh, when you blow it up and create a t- creature... It's a uh, you get you get that same light up the stage effect as well. Yeah. Uh, so kind of four mana, two two draw two. If you want to kind of think of it that way, I think <laughs> I mean I I think this I, I, that's kind of a very uh, 
that's one way to think of it. But I think the card's pretty strong. It's like the um, baby experiment of Frizzy, where you kind of like kind of just get a little bit more out of it. It's an artifact, so it has this random artifact synergies too. Yeah, and it's just like the cost is so low; it just costs a single mana. And if it has the, um, you, you get like if there's a just some effect that says sacrifice an artifact, then you just kind of get the uh, extra card for free. So it's a lot built into this piece of cardboard. Yeah, oddly enough, like it, I definitely agree, it is very good. Um. I don't know if it's like busted, busted, but I definitely think it's super good. Yeah, I think it. I think the the. I don't know if like Urza decks would. I don't. I don't know about Urza decks. Period. But you know, it taps for blue if you do that, and uh, and you could just kind of just do other crazy stuff with it. Okay, uh, this one I did not include, and then as a this was actually talked about on my other podcast, MTD Rants, and I was like, oh, how do I. Yeah, when it's kind of explained to me, it's, it makes a lot of sense. This is Kumano faces uh, Kakazan for red. This is an enchantment saga. Uh, when or Kumano face, faces Kaza, Kakazan, that's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's hard, man. Uh, when it enters, basically, you put it. You, you it deals uh, one damage to each opponent and planeswalker, and. When you and then that's so that's the first mode. So deal one. Next mode is when you cast your next creature spell this turn, it enters with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. And the flip side is uh, a so level three is uh, you exile and return to battlefield transform, which is a two two with haste. And if a creature dealt damage this turn, if a creature dealt damage this turn by a sorcery you controlled would die exile instead. Um. That text is, it's there. It's not, I don't think it's terribly relevant for the most part, but what? I mean, it's not relevant until it's relevant. You know? Is that sure? Right. Um, it's it's but, one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like whatever. The things exile doesn't matter. And then you're playing like it gets like Phoenix or something. You're like, hell yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but this was kind of described to me as that you know, red deal one, and then the next turn you get a plus one plus one counter. And the following turn, you get a, a haste creature. So it just has quite a bit built in. It has three, three worth of stats on it and deals one for a single red mana. You know, it sp- spreads out over a few turns, but it's still like a really good, really strong effect. Yeah. I, uh, I missed it the first time, but it seems like it's a very good card. Uh, I know the big thing, uh, especially for limited, I know uh, I watch a lot of Newmont. And uh, sure. for limited, he talked about it, he was like, he surprised if people uh, were passing those anymore. Yeah. He was like, they're way too good. Yeah. Yeah. This one's really good. Uh, I, I did see it in a limited myself and it, it just, man, just you two drop just gets a plus one, plus one counter. That's, and yeah, you just, you're just really hella aggro, aggro and you're just like really crushing it. Okay. Um, well, I got one more red card, and this one you made me put on, so this one's your fault. I was going to say, if you don't put it on, I'll put it on. It's the Ogre Head Helm. Uh, I'm guessing this is what you were talking about, right? yeah, Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the uh, two mana for 2-2 two, two artifact creature uh, equipment ogre. Equipped creature gets plus 2, plus 2. And uh, Rig Your Finger for 3. And when 
ogre head helm or equipped creature deals combat damage to a player you may sacrifice it if you do discard your hand and draw three cards um i <laughs> yeah you, you brought it up you 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 tell me about it what, oh, what okay you, what so i i don't think it's like busted but like i i think it's okay because the big thing about it is you sacrifice the creature that dealt the damage uh-huh. Yeah. Which is important because you like Ogre Head on its own, you could do it just to discard your hand draw three, or if you just equip some like dorky one one and throw it at them, you could d- kill that dorky one one, discard your hand draw three. That's true, and then you still have him left behind, so you can kind of keep cycling that yeah. So like I definitely think that uh that's a big part because if if it was just you had to get rid of the helmet. Right. Then, like I think it would not be like any kind of talk about right but the fact that you you keep them around for as long as you uh as long as you want you know yeah it is a it is a very annoying threat if if like you kind of keep keep cycling through your your deck basically yeah yeah okay it's cool it's very cool uh, but we will see. Is there are there any other red? That was the last red card I oh, had. Oh, sure. Okay, I thought I didn't know if you were going to keep going. Uh, the other one for me that a lot of people talk about um, is uh, is it the Red March? No, 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 no. Even though I know you want to talk about that one, it's the. I, uh, mean, I didn't include it, so I don't. I don't know. Oh, uh, Rabbit Battery. Rabbit Battery. Okay, uh, let me go over this one real quick. It's red for one one uh, with haste. Uh, and equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has haste, and reconfigure a single red. It's very, very cheap and very effective card. Yeah, well, people, I mean, like, it's a one with haste's worse, and then you can make something bigger hasty. No, and, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And you're keeping the battery around for God knows how long. Right, that's true. It's not worth a removal spell, I would say. It's kind of just a, a pest, a pesty card. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm in for that. Uh, did you want to I didn't even do do uh, thundering rag, uh, ragu either. I feel, I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed. Yeah. Um. Well, let me. Uh. Do we do we care about this one? Which one? Nah, the the four oh, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we were talking about him. Uh. Yeah. He's the card that I thought was gonna be super good. I still think he's good. If you want to read him. Yeah. I'll read when, real quick. when spoilers were out, I remember I we we talked about this. Um. I thought he was gonna be. I don't want to say insane, but I definitely thought he would be like way more playable. Yeah. So it's a four mana for a three three with haste. Uh, when this creature attacks, put a one, plus one plus one on target creature you control, so you can just kind of distribute however you want. Then Thundering Raiju deals X damage to each opponent, where X, X is the number of modified creatures you control other than and Thundering Raiju. So it's kind of base rate four mana four four with haste. Or if you already have an attacker, it's four mana, three three with haste, and that you know plus one. It's still four 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 of stats, and it deals one damage if you throw a counter somewhere else. So, uh, he counts himself. He can put the counter on himself. You can put himself, but the 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 deal damage to each opponent trigger doesn't happen uh, if except for other creatures. That that's what I meant to say. But yeah, you can't. Put oh, it is on, it other creatures? Self. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's a uh, modified creature other than this one. Yeah, you know what's funny is I only had like a few red cards, and then I added like I'm I always just under I'm horrible at card evaluation, so I'm uh, so I don't know why you're listening to this listener, but I, <laughs> <laughs> Brent actually just sucks at this. Yeah, I just suck at this, but this I always like undervaluate 
uh, cards, and sometimes it takes it takes me uh, a minute. But this one, it's a, it's 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 strong. It's a very strong card. Uh, let, let's go over March of Reckless Joy. I, let's let's get this one because yeah, we did this, most of the others. This, this is the red one, right? The red one, yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't do the black one. The black one, I didn't think was very good. But the red one is X and a red. Same, same uh, pitch uh, uh, cost or um, additional cost is you can exile red cards as well for red and X. And this one is like the, I said this a few times already, like a light up the stage type of card. So exile the top X cards of your library. You may play those. You may play up to two of those cards until the end of your next turn. So you don't just get all of those cards, but you do get to play up to two of them. Uh, and for, you know, it's an instant too. So um, I want to say I saw this in a, in a Charbelcher deck in modern, but I'm, I actually, I think I just heard that in the, <laughs> the grapevine. So I don't, I don't actually know. Um, I have I not heard been, it somewhere. I just heard it on the internet somewhere. So, um, but it's, it's, it's pretty, still pretty good. And uh, kind of the more man you put in, the kind of you get, you know, you go deeper through the deck, basically. Okay, but that's that's all I got for red. Uh, I does that cover? Is there anything else that I need? No, to that's include? pretty much red. Yeah. Okay. Uh, onto green. I actually don't have a lot of green, so. Um, uh, no green. I was really looking through green while you were talking about the other stuff, but yeah, green's pretty pretty weak. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna do another lap real quick, but. Anyway, I'll I'll go with the what I have, and that's uh, the first one is uh, Cami of Tr- uh, Transience. It's uh, two mana for two two, one in the green for two two for for a spirit creature that has trample, and when you cast an enchantment spell, put a one, plus one plus one on, counter on Cami of Transience. At the beginning, it, it's at the beginning of it of each end step. If an enchantment is put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn, you may return. Cameo Transients from your graveyard to your hand. So kind of the extra um, added text. <coughs> my, my kind of initial thought was, and I, it's hard to, like we've seen the Entrenches deck. I kind of thought maybe, because you just, this kind of just keeps growing and that card kind of cycles through the deck. But I don't think they really care about having cards that win the game that much they just kind of a, it's a, kind of a, it's a prison strategy so they don't care about cards that like add power and toughness that much like like they'll they first they start with your spirit and then they'll then they'll get to your life total as far as like what the, the damage they'll deal um so i i kind of i'm a little bit lower on this as i kind of um, yeah kind of think about it a little bit more and i think if roger was on the show he'd probably just say no way but I, maybe maybe there's some sort of home, but I I, I don't know. No, I mean I, I I agree. I don't think it's anything to to write home about, you know. Right. Uh, and the only other green one, unless something, unless I drastically miss something, it's certainly not the March card for green. It's so embarrassing. I'm not even going to tell you what it does. Oh my god, uh, Kodama the West Tree is good. I know people were talking about that one. The the three mana three three, yeah okay thank you, uh so this is a three mana for three three legendary spirit creature with reach, modified creatures you control have trample, and when a modified creature you control deals combat damage to a a player search your library for a basic land and put it on the battlefield tap and shuffle. So people are really into this one. Yeah, uh, I've I've seen people 
uh, talk about uh, that one. Uh, I don't know exactly for what, but uh, I it does see talk. I, I do know that. Okay. Okay. I, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> but yeah, the creatures that are coming in, the modified creatures, will have trample with this guy, and it does ramp. It does. It does, in fact, ramp. Yes. Uh, the, the last one, actually, this one I, I do like quite a bit is Kira, the Boundless Sky. It's the green dragon. Uh, so five mana for a four four flying and death touch. When Kira dies, you choose one of the modes. The first one, search your library for up to three land cards, reveal them, put them in your hand, then shuffle, or create an XX green spirit creature token where X is the number of lands you control. Uh, like one small thing that's worth mentioning, it's. It, if you have only two la- like or if you have five lands or whatever when this creature dies it doesn't it never scales up it's just you get a five five yeah that that definitely is something that people uh I think don't didn't quite it's, look at because I was talking to somebody yeah that was like man that card's insane blah 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 and I was like yeah I looked at it and I, the first time I read it I agreed I was like oh man you know what you're right that card is actually pretty crazy yeah and then I kind of like reread it and I was like oh wait hold up it only the thing it leaves behind is it's only as big as uh as it saw right like it, it's however big it, it it saw everything at yeah it doesn't line up it's it's not as good as the renin seven uh tokens it's it's just you get a xx creature based on the number of lands at the time of its death yeah this one uh I think that's kind of the better mode on this one compared to the two as versus like get three lands. Uh, I, someone brought it up in the, you know, in the, uh, in my precious Titan discord of like, it's a big green creature. Let's check it out. They said this one, some, someone mentioned this one. And the one thing that's pretty cool is you, you could just get three Urza sagas or you could just get whatever land you actually care about. Uh, it's, it's definitely not going to see play, but it just, you kind of just like you get three land cards. So like lands are pretty pretty strong, and we'll be talking about a few lands later. Um, so, God damn it! Well, we will. We we have to. Yeah, uh, there. I mean, everybody. If you've looked at the set, there there is obviously a specific land in the set that's very important. Right. Dang it! I, in my honest opinion, you know, I definitely think that it. Uh, it's probably one of the most defining lands that they've. Uh, ever made yeah honestly like it's it's a big deal oh i i think so too uh but that's actually all i have for uh for green uh i have jugan defends the temple the mythic saga for green okay uh Uh, that one does a lot too it's two and a green for another saga uh the first one is you get a one one human monk with that's a mana dork that tap at green uh mode two is put a one one counter on up to two target creatures and the third mode is uh just like all the other sagas you exile it and then transform it the backside is a uh two two with flying where another creature enters the battlefield under your control you may pay X when you do put X plus one plus one counters on that creature. If you control five or more modified creatures, uh, this creature, Remnant of the Rising Star, gets plus five, plus five and has trample. So it becomes a 7-7 seven, seven with, with trample and yeah. flying. A 7-7 seven, seven Um, I don't 
I kind of wonder if that comes up, but it is kind of nice that you just can play a Ballista on one and then at, with six more mana, you just add six counters or something like that. I don't know if that's kind of the use case that you were thinking of. Uh, uh, I mean, I've just seen decks that just play it like as a, I mean, it's, it's just it's just kind of like a good saga on its own. That's true. It is like you have, if you have all this extra mana, you just just like six mana for a two drop and then you just add four counters to it as well. Yeah. That. I mean, that's pretty good. That was a that was a big one that I saw uh, some people talking about just for kind of like uh, newer formats like standard and all that. No, yeah, that's that's you know I was I I didn't read this as oh it's completely abusive, but it kind of it it kind of it maintains its vanilla creature status like you know that's it, it also the way that I look at it too is it also kind of does what you want in a saga that it does everything on its own. True. Yeah. Like it. It alone is gonna do things like that. It doesn't need other things to work. Right. That's that's true. I will admit that these sagas that flip into creatures are pretty cool. Yeah. Um. I definitely would have never heard. Like when sagas first came out back in what Dominaria. I remember when we all saw those and we were like, "What the hell are these?" <laughs> then they, you know, printed literally one of the strongest sagas. Right. God bless what that stupid thing called again. Uh, <laughs> why am I blanking on its name? The one that makes knights. Uh, oh, oh, shoot. Um, oh my god. Uh, oh man, it. I don't remember. Somebody, somebody listening to this is yelling right now. Oh, I know. Like they're yelling so hard right now about how dumb we are. Yeah, it's. Oh, gosh, We're literally uh, not looking this up. No, no. I, it, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not typing. I'd rather it. frustrate I, the I, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm at that point. You know what? Let's stop. Let's keep going. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's gonna jump randomly. Yeah. <laughs> Last five seconds. Oh, it's a uh, history of Benalia. I just remembered it. <laughs> yeah, that one. That, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that one. I remember people thought, um, uh, what sagas were like too strong. Right. This thing makes two two twos with vigilance and it turns them into five threes for a turn. Yeah. Four threes. Four threes. Are they four threes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus two plus one. And they stack so well together too. If you play on yeah. consecutive turns. Yes. <laughs> I remember playing control in that format and getting rocked. Oh yeah. They're like turn three, and I'm like, stop, please. <laughs> I have a family. Yeah, my like, place have a family. <laughs> Think of the children. They're like, you can look at them as you perish. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> then you perished. I did. I, I perished. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next, colorless, I think. Uh, multicolored. Multicolored. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's how it is on Scryfall, too. So I'll have to. Yeah, I'll, dr- I'll have to rearrange my tabs, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm not. Upset. I don't think. I think multicolor is pretty lacking too, isn't it? Uh. Oh, I know. I, you know what? Actually, there's there's some in there. Yeah, there's there's a few. Um. I mean, there's a play. flavor one I'm going to talk about, but. Okay. Uh. So let's start with not this one. The next one. I didn't like the first one. Uh. This one was talked about a little bit. It's uh. Hi like, yeah, I I Jitsu consumes all. I'm not going to try that again, uh, but it's the one black red uh, enchantment saga. 
Yeah, that's that's uh, the one I was going to talk about too. That yeah. this one, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so lo- the first mode is destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good mode. The second mode is exile all graveyards. Uh, the third mode is uh, exile this and transform it to this to a creature, which is vessel of the all-consuming. Uh, it's enchantment creature, uh, enchantment creature ogre shaman with. It's a three-three with trample, and whenever vessel of the all-consuming deals damage, put a plus one plus one counter on it, and uh, additional flavor text. Uh, whenever vessel of the all-consuming deals damage to a player, if it has dealt ten or more damage to the player, this turn they lose the game. Uh, so the the three-three creature to me is the most relevant part, and when it deals damage, it gets bigger. Yeah, with, with trample, but the the real modes and the real value of this card i think is like the first two modes uh kind of clears the board of of cheap uh threats including like you know tokens treasures um this is also very good it's like the cat oven deck you know kills a cat x all the graveyards and like the witches well, oven, it, the, yeah, food token, the biggest thing stuff is it like kills that. the oven right exactly. the oven's always the thing about the cat combo deck that's the hardest thing to get rid of Right, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you, once they have the combo, you're kind of like, oh, man, I'm never getting rid of either of those. Right. But now, like, um, with that, it's like, all right, well, if they're trying to bank on oven saving everything, and it gets rid of food. Right, yeah. Which, funny enough, is also important. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was initially, like, a little bit lower on this. I'm a little bit warmer on it now, but it's, I, I don't know, like... I guess I was, I was initially thinking like, okay, we'll kill uh, Ragavan and and Dragon's Race Chandler, and then uh, rip out the graveyards too, which is typically relevant. Um, but I didn't know if that was going to be good enough for that use case, even though it is like pretty good to, to kind of handle the, that kind of board. But I, I wasn't sure. But it fails the Lurch test, so I think it's unplayable. <laughs> it fails the Lurch. <laughs> Start talks. Yeah. No, it's it, it very anti-synergistic with Lurus anyway. Literal so. garbage card. <laughs> <laughs> Literally unplayable, actually. I cannot believe you would even talk about playing this card. Right. Um, but that's all I got with this one. Unless, uh, is there other applications that you were thinking of on this as well? No, that's about it. Okay, next I have is uh, the one, I think the first previewed card, uh, Kaito Shizuki. Uh, this is a three-mana uh, Planeswalker. At the end, at the beginning of your end step, if Kaito Suzuki entered the battlefield this turn, he phases out. Uh, starts at three loyalty. Uh, plus one, draw a card, then discard unless you attack this turn. Uh, minus two is create a 1 1 blue ninja token with this creature can't be blocked. The emblem at seven loyalty is uh, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a blue or black creature card, put it into the battle, onto the battlefield, then shuffle. I think I did see this in uh I think Spike was doing some science and he played it in uh basically is it Mer- uh Tide, but also with this. I think it was just more science but I don't know. I I wanted to include it because it kind of was the original card and it very um and it kind of fits the the ninjutsu style deck too. I mean, he it makes sense to be seven loyalty. I mean, he you know, can't be really touched. Right. Yeah, it does like on top of it protecting itself by just phasing out, so you can't. It just can't get attacked down. 
so you do always get like at least a loot effect and then you get another activation at least yeah so that's yeah that's pretty cool i like it but now now a card i, I i'm really really into and it, I, I saw this quite a bit and you probably did too listener and that's uh decks with grease fang okipa boss this is uh one white black for a four three legendary rat pilot at the beginning of combat on your turn, return target vehicle card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste and return it to the owner's hand at the beginning of your next end step. Uh, so this was something Spike has been working on, Aspiring Spike. Basically, uh, finding ways to put uh, really good uh, vehicles into your graveyard and uh, then play Grease Fang, which can crew crew a lot of vehicles with four uh, crew at four and specifically the parhelion which is the is that crew four it is crew four yes which is kind of it's basically the combo parhelion not to go over the stats it's a five five vehicle and when it attacks it also creates two four four angels that are attacking as well so it's 13 total damage you bounce parhelion and you still have two angels it's a little fragile because uh for example if you put the trigger on the stack and say all right i'm going to choose parhelion you bolt grease fang parhelion comes into play and then goes at the end step goes back to hand so it is kind of fragile to like a bolt interaction but i so that's that's something that's kind of kind of troubling and i think in and the thought when thinking about this in Pioneer, I almost think it might be a little worse actually, like that style of combo because you do have a lot like really good cards uh, in both formats to kind of help this strategy. Uh, but you also black removal is a little bit like a little bit more prevalent here in Pioneer. I th- I feel like so, um, like interaction is a l- little bit maybe even a little bit more like you have I. Fatal push and us uh, like eliminate and um, other black spot removal spells. So I thought this might just be even a little bit worse in Pioneer. Strangely enough, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's. I th- I definitely think it'd be a lot worse in Pioneer. I don't know. I, I it's just real strange to me because like I misread it. I guess it makes sense because it'd be kind of busted if it crewed the vehicle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess that makes sense that it could crew the vehicle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but that's. I have one more colorless. Or um, I'm, I'm not color. I have one more gold card. I think this was talked about a lot, but now it's not talked about. But it's definitely one of the cooler cards. It's Colossal Sky Turtle. <laughs> Four, two green, and a blue. So seven total mana for enchantment creature turtle is six, five. Flying War Two. Uh, so obviously that's not good enough, but it does have two channel abilities. Uh, the first one, two and a green, discard Colossal Sky Turtle, return a card from the graveyard to your hand. Uh, so that's regrowth at three mana at instant speed. And also it, you could pay two mana, so one in the blue, for, to discard this card to basically bounce a creature to its owner's hand. So uh, my initial thought was living in this is kind of interaction and you can kind of discard this as well. But I think it's maybe a little too expensive. 
But I don't know. What what are your kind of thoughts on this? Do you Wait, think for which one the uh Colossal Sky Turtle. Oh yeah, I definitely think it's too much. Yeah, that's kind of as I think about it more, it just it doesn't cycle, it's it costs a lot more mana and you kind of just don't care about you have you're kind of dealing with the board when you cast living in, so yeah, yeah. that's kind of kind of my thoughts too. I definitely think it's uh like it's cool, but I don't think it's necessarily that great. Right. Uh, so that was. Uh, are there any gold cards that that we want that you wanted to cover? Uh, definitely flavor uh, is Tamio. Okay, sure. Yeah, Tamio completed sage. Our first uh, Phyrexian esque planeswalker. The only Phyrexian card, or like as far as like the to pay Phyrexian mana uh, in this set. I thought maybe there might be like more, but just just uh, just Tamio. Yeah, no, it's just Tamio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like her stock has been trending down just a little bit uh since she was previewed, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Um so I just all right, so on to colorless cards. I just have a few. Um the first one, this one I I I have been really high on and probably i probably shouldn't be it's uh circuit mender uh this is three mana for two three artifact creature insect uh has the each in a battlefield ability of gaining two life and when circuit mender leaves the battlefield you draw a card this is a for the most part this is a strict upgrade to a card i liked a film grief familiar uh that the the difference is this is a leave the battlefield trigger whereas film grief familiar was uh a dies trigger yeah and also this has one additional point of toughness so other than that it's functionally the same card but i these kind of cards are these are kind of good to know about because there may be slots where you're like to me like in a car and wishboard like i have a friend who has a uh like it's basically a mono uh, a colorless ramps deck with Karn the great creator and he actually put this in his sideboard because of um because obviously the gain two life it, it could just be very critical for for certain decks to fight back that two life may just be ex- the, the amount of life you need to stay alive um and uh, in Karn wishboards even in constructed formats it's kind of good to know that you have access to to this kind of card yeah so I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. I have I am a fan. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not fantastic. It, it card by itself kind of stinks, but it's just like a utility card that you can find with Karn the Great Creator. So I like it. And then I the one this one I completely missed, but it's 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 strong. It's patchwork automation two two mana for a one one artifact creature construct with Ward two. When you cast an artifact spell, put a one-one counter on patchwork automation. Just gets chunky really, really quick. Yeah, it grows hella fast. That card gets wild. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I'm a little surprised I didn't kind of just see how impactful it was. I had to kind of see decklist with this card. I was like, oh yeah, it just it just keeps going. Yeah, it does not stop. Yeah, it, he he just gonna get chunkier like. And he has Ward 2, which is also just bonkers. Yeah, I think I saw someone who had... Um, I'm trying to think of what it was. But it's, so basically, it was like a bounce... Oh, it was Baral's Expertise, I want to say. This was one of the targets. 
And uh, that spell was countered because... Yeah, because of that. Just because of that, yeah. It is the whole spell. Like, it's not just like... Yeah, it it counters the spell, basically. Yeah, I thought that was so... They shape scooped it. That was the right play. Uh, That is the right play. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. Oh, man, that was was great. That was good stuff. Uh, But yeah, this card is so good. It just... It just keeps growing, so I, uh, I definitely wanted to uh, include this, and also just like yeah, good good to insult too if you were into that kind of stuff. Yeah, this card this card rocks. He, yeah, it is good to insult. Yeah, uh, I have one other colorless card, and it's it's the most. I mean, I also don't want to bring it up. But it's like the most. It requires a lot of work. It's Mech Core, Mech Titan Core. This is the one where you suit up uh, all your Power Rangers. They come together and become a Tin Tin. It's a mouthful. It is uh, two mana for a two four uh, artifact vehicle with crew two. Also has five five activate ability five XL Mech Titan Core and four other artifact creatures and or vehicles you control. Basically. Build them together and make a Tintin legendary, uh, legendary contract artifact creature token with flying, vigilance, trample, lifelink, and haste, and is all five colors. Uh, if the token leaves the battlefield, you get all the the artifact uh, creatures uh, and vehicles. You get them all back. They just kind of collapse again. <laughs> um, maybe like the cutest card, as far as like if you're a Power Rangers fan. It's 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 that. <laughs> it's so that. It's pretty cool. They they should make a secret layer of mech core, mech titan core, and four others. Ah, oh, that's that's what they need to do. All right. uh-huh. Power Rangers secret layer. Let's do it. Watsy, I'll tell you where to send the check to me. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This this one requires a little bit of work to make it happen, but it's so it's cool, man. I think it's cool. I I think it's dope. I think it'd be really cool to watch it do its thing. Yeah. Like honestly. Oh, for sure. Uh, any other artifact, uh, any uh, colorless cards uh, that that we wanted to include? Uh, any colorless non-land cards? I, lands are always separate for me. Uh, no, that that looked like that was it for me. All right, so can I say it? Yeah, go for it. Bosaju who endures. It's a legendary land <laughs> that's uh, tasked for green. Obviously, we talked about this last time. It's a two mana to, as a channel ability. You can discard Bosaju who endures to destroy an artifact, enchantment, or non-basic land an opponent controls, and they search their library for a basic land type and put it on the battlefield. It gets reduced if you have a legendary creature by uh, one mana, if you have one. So obviously this one is the most hyped card of this set. That's the one I I got to get a set of this card uh, for, for Titan decks, uh, but it's just it's going to see play just everywhere. If you play green, you should consider this card. The effect is obviously so good, and ah, man, it just it's it's just such a huge card for the for for so many decks. Um, well, you're you'll see a lot of this card. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, obviously, uh, listener, you probably know about how good this card is, but um, Cole, do you have anything to add? <laughs> No, honestly. I mean, like, it, I definitely agree. It's one of those cards that, like, you, you know how good it is. Like, I mean, right. there, there's no 
there's no real ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, I mean, the card's insane. Yeah. Like, quite literally just insane. Right. And I, I told Cole this, and I think he thinks I was a little crazy about saying this, but uh, I, I did predict early uh, last year that 2022 would be a, I thought it was going to be a very strong um, year for Magic, stand, like standard set Magic cards. I, and I think it's, this set was already like incredibly strong, just with all the cards we already mentioned, and this card and other cards we're about to get to as well. I, I said, I think this might just be the card of the year. And I know it's obviously the first of four standard sets, but right now, this is easily the one to beat. But yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, I, I don't know. I, it may not be beaten. I don't know. We, we have a whole year. We do have a whole year. That's true. And with Wizards' track record, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they just print some really stupid. Right. And that the... the uh, the span of time between, like, you know, Throne of Eldraine led very quickly to Uro into uh, Luris and Companions. So they, there was a big block of just, like, super powerful cards. So we may just, like, see another string of really strong standard sets. But this this is the early runner right now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um well, now, man, now we got to talk about the less exciting ones. Uh, so the first one, <laughs> the first one is uh, the white channel land that I wanted to bring up. This is uh, si- very similar. White, uh, a legendary land that taps to add white. Uh, the name, of course, that I did not say is Iganjo, Seed of the Empire. The channel ability is two and a white to, and discard uh, the la- this card to deal four damage to an attacking or blocking creature. The same uh, legendary clause if you have legendary creatures. Each legendary creature you have co- makes it cost one less. Uh, it's kind of a free roll for uh, white decks in obviously standard and pioneer decks. Um, modern, it may be worth having just a one-off, if you're, especially if, if you're just like a taxes deck and you just you can just kind of cheat on mana and stuff like that. But a lot less exciting, uh, this one. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. It is a little bit less exciting than uh, yeah. our previous uh, iterations. Yeah. Uh, the next one I have, uh, this one is uh, it's still very good. Uh, another, yet another channel. And this one's the blue one, Ottawara Soaring City. Uh, Tasks for blue. And you can pay three to blue and discard uh, Ottawara to return target artifact creature enchantment or planeswalker to its owner's hand. It costs one mana less to activate for each legendary creature you control, just like all the others. This one still is pretty good. Like if you, I, I think uh, even modern blue control decks would include this type of card just as a, as yet another answer that the, the um, it, it's not really a deck building cost anymore or, now that we don't, they don't need islands because of Mystic Sanctuary. But, um, I, th- I think it's kind of nice to have access to cards like this. And I did actually, uh, speaking of the Lotus uh, Field deck, which I know everyone's like, we need, we want Brent to talk more about the Pioneer deck that he likes. <laughs> uh, but in the most recent deck list, he had uh, three Besejus and two Ottawaras. And it looked so good there. And it hits the permanent. Like any of those, per- it hits all the permits we care to get rid of too, which is obviously like Alpine Moon, um, uh, Damping Sphere, 
Eidolon, which doesn't, you don't take damage for it to, um, I think, uh, Deafening Silence. It just deals with all these permanents. Yeah. And so I, f- I felt silly for not thinking about this, but it's so good. And Lotus Field, you obviously get tons of land tutors too, and that, that really helps to have um, access to stuff like that. Or you don't have to just naturally draw it. So it's obviously really good there. On top of just like blue control decks, it just, uh, it's just, this one's also really good. I do like this one quite a bit. Yeah, I like it too. It's, yeah. Yeah. Next one is the red one. This one I was low on, but then I, I kind of, I kind of, I, I just like it at this point. It's uh, the same thing, red legendary land, and you can pay three and a red and discard uh, this land. It, and it's uh, Sokazan Crucible of Defiance to create two 1 1 colorless spirit creature tokens and gain, and they gain haste until end of turn. Uh, same thing, it gets reduced by legendary creatures. So this one I do like quite a bit. Uh, and actually, I do want to talk about uh, a scenario that was brought up on MTG Rants, if you listen to that one. Uh, it fits the uh, the indomitable creativity strategy a lot better in that, where you just kind of have instant speed, create two tokens built into your already red mana base, and you can use that to uh, to cast creativity and get the two creatures. Uh, those creatures kind of escape me right now, but that's... It is like it fits that deck because you don't need Dwarven Mine and Mountains to make that combo work. You could just use this one card as a um, that you could play as lands, and you could just play it as your combo enabler too. Yeah. So I, I I do like I did I liked it quite a bit seeing it there. I did like uh, yeah yeah I agree. I'm just thinking back to um, there's a card I'm trying to find it. I'm like really searching for it because we I, we missed it. Oh, the Bankbuster. Yeah, reckon it's literally called Reckoner Bankbuster. Oh my gosh! Okay, shows. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. Yeah, it's a two minute four four that uh, you can pay to remove a charge counter, draw a card. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was one that uh, I don't know why I was like I just got lost in thought because I was like I was just sitting there I was like there's a card I'm totally blanking on that somebody was like that card's insane. Oh my gosh! I looked at it again. I just like. I was, I, maybe I was like, that's ah, too much text. correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of, it's similar to uh, Maze Mind Tome. It's the, because um, that's also two tap draw card. Yeah, no, it's, a lot of people compare it to it, but like the fact that you get a treasure and you get a dude off of it that crews all vehicles for two. That's true. Yeah, that that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, back to what you were talking about. No, I no, just, that's, I just no, thought, that was, yeah, that's that card's great. Because I was just thinking, I was like, I swear to God, there was a card that, <laughs> And somebody was like, yeah, this is insane. And I, I was like, you know what? You might be right. Because <laughs> I'm kind of just going back through the list. I know, like, uh, honorable mention for other stuff, like Silver Fur Master, yeah. the Ninja Lord. Oh, yeah. Not not great, but, like, you know. It enables a strategy. Yeah, there are people that are like, rogues and ninjas. <laughs> but, yeah, for your, for your talking about your combo card, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty strong. Uh... And I have two other lands. The first one, uh, we we mentioned this when uh, when we right after we had the previews. It's secluded courtyard. It's the uh, you choose a creature trap when it enters, and you can pay, um, and then it has you can tap to add colors, or you can tap to add one man any color to cast that creature spell or activate abilities. It's just strictly better than 
we've been doing this for a long time. It's the strictly better. Uh, the the one that was in Ixalan. Uh, the the cre- the land, whatever it is. It, we, oh ne- yeah, okay. I I don't know why I was playing unclaimed territory. Uncla- thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I was like, Cole, save me. <laughs> um. Yeah, when Unclaimed Territory and the um, Kaisel Freebooter entered, that made that was enough to make humans a modern deck at the time. Yeah, and now on top of the same modern humans deck, now having up to twelve copies of of a of a land that taps for all five colors for humans, uh, Pioneer now gets eight copies of of the same land so i've been seeing a lot of human decks in pioneer people are really trying to make that work uh, because now mana's really just not an issue yeah uh, that's or certainly a lot less of an issue which is uh, wild enough yeah and, and that's all it took in modern and it really those same creatures a lot of those same creatures are in um pioneer i think the noble one is uh meddling mage yeah, I don't think it's a pioneer, but I think for the most part, all others. Maybe not champion of the parish. I mean, there's a whatever that. Uh, God bless. What was his thing? His name the the bad one, the black white one. You're not thinking Kudro, are you? No, the other. It's from Strixhaven. It's a bad meddling mage. Oh, I gosh. Yeah, it so you name a card and then if they cast the card with that name, uh, they lose three life and you draw a card. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember what that card. I cannot tell you what that card's name is. So no, I save my life. No, I dude. Obviously, like at this point, do you think I could? <laughs> so I just, I just have one more land and. I had it. Oh, Roadside Reliquary. This one I missed, and then I for- didn't realize how awesome it actually was. It's just a land that taps for colorless, and you can pay two and tap it and sacrifice to draw a card if you have an artifact. And Same then draw a also- yeah. yeah, if you have enchantment, you may also draw a card. So you can pay- draw up to two cards with this card. Yeah, that card actually, like, super, like, kind of random with how kind of good it is. It looks innocent, but, man, it, it is... Yeah, she'll-, she'll mess you up. That card... Surprise me, because I I I, did, I read it as you drew one card if you had either. Right. Yeah. And then I reread it and I was like, oh man, you just draw a card. You draw two cards. I was like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. It's it's so good. I like it quite a bit. You do you do lose the land, so it's you don't like um, so you, you don't you don't get to do it more times, <laughs> but it still is a. There's crucible it's still world. Pretty strong. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It'd be cool to see world. some like cool uh like control deck that does that like a like kind of like a, a prison style deck sure that's enchantments and artifacts and it's just looping that to draw two cards a turn right yeah so yeah i think it, somebody I out it, there get working on it yeah it, i saw it in the uh this the same college ramp deck it was a you have lots of artifacts and some enchantments and i was like oh yeah that's pretty good <laughs> that's that's pretty good uh, but cold i think that's all i have yeah that's it um Honestly, I, I kind of was looking back through the set, and and I know there's a lot of cards that we didn't talk about that I think are actually like playable and whatnot. If I'm yeah, being 100 honest, um, going back looking through it, there were cards that I was like, wow, you know what? Those are actually like pretty playable cards. 
that we just, uh, you know, did really get a chance to talk about. Uh, I definitely think the set is very cool. One of the cooler sets that they've released. I know uh, there's a lot of praise for this set, too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people talk about how the set is fantastic. Um, one of the best magic sets that Wizards has released in a long time. And uh, I definitely can agree to that. Uh, it's a very cool set. Right. I know I've heard mumbling. I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm not just nearly in a place to get back into standard but i know some people are like this this is enough to kind of tug them into that direction yeah i definitely to get back to standard i, I love the set i definitely think it's uh one of the cooler sets they've they have released in a, in a hot minute uh i think the reconfigured mechanics really neat uh the sagas that flip into creatures also are cool yeah it's cool to have access to those like a lot of like zero mana plays or like cheap plays where you can just exile cards uh, for a strong effect like March of the Otherworldly Light and all the other marches are pretty good. Yeah. My, minus the green one. But it's good to, to have access to all those all those cards too. Yeah, this, this set, very good. Yeah, very, very good set. Super, super happy with it. Uh, and apparently the limited set's also like limited in this format's really good too. I've been told it's like very, very hard. Which is, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I've watched a lot of limited for this set. It looks it looks super super fun. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been thoroughly uh, happy with it too. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. Well, is there anything any final thoughts? Uh, I definitely think that if you're looking to uh, get into magic right now, this set is really cool. Um, definitely, definitely a, a decent time to get in, in my opinion. It's a, it's very very cool. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a strong limited set. Probably gonna be a strong standard set too. Oh, definitely. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this set's very good. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thanks everyone for checking us out, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Goodbye, y'all.